For listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Cherie. I'm your host, Cherie Darien. Hello, Savannah. I hope you are fantastic today because this week we have a doozy. We have a triple team power pack punched for everyone today. And guess what? I am on the hot seat. Your girl is being interviewed today. So I'm going to pass the baton to someone else to actually host. Before we jump into that, let me jump into this and let you know that you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. And without further ado, William Lee Jr. and Katrina Simmons, are you on the line with me? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> are you guys excited about today? Oh, Very much absolutely. so. Absolutely. It's a beautiful day today. So we're doing something a little different today, uh, Savannah. We're actually recording a live video on Zoom and providing you the audio, obviously, of that. But before uh, I let these guys take over, let me properly introduce them and roll out the red carpet as I normally do to all of my guests. So who we have up first? I'm going to say ladies first. How about that? So we're going to go to Miss Katrina Simmons. Katrina Lachey Simmons <laughs> is a business <laughs> development consultant, startup strategist, legal analyst, and entrepreneur with over seven years of expertise in business operations and strategy. She has an extensive background in planning and managing cross-functional business plans while creating impactful brand solutions that generate her clients high profit revenue. Yeah, you wanna connect with Katrina. Katrina <laughs> pairs a broad range of creative leadership experience in business and brand development. B2B and B2C brokering and marketing, business system implementation and process optimization with a deep understanding of legal structure and judicial process in order to create a customized personal business operating strategy for the business owner. I'm loving you already. Katrina is an analytical, that's why we're friends, and conceptual thinker who effectively coaches and consults a business owner on how to identify opportunities, make strategic and profitable decisions, and drive successful implementations to increase their client base. Her ability to assess complex situations and identify appropriate solutions underscores her ability to gain meaningful insight and follow up with thorough analysts. Katrina's main goal is to provide new entrepreneurs and established business owners with one-on-one -on -one personal guidance that is consistent with their purpose, their passion, and their brand. In her career, Katrina served as head 
paralegal for multiple firms ranging from personal injury to medical malpractice to business to criminal, bankruptcy, family, and drug litigation. She has over 10 years of legal experience where she has prepared, reviewed, and negotiated numerous contracts for major companies and high caliber business owners. She has also founded three of her own businesses and assisted on other joint venture projects, such as this one we're talking about today, providing organizational planning and fundraising event coordination in the nonprofit sector. Finally, Katrina currently holds a Master of Science in Legal Administration and continues to serve as a contract legal administrator for a local firm where she manages both the staff and business operations of the company. She seeks to share her expertise, I don't know where she has the time, and utilize <laughs> her business strategy talents to promote entrepreneurs to follow their purpose, turning their passion into a profitable business. And if I had some hand claps, I would be doing that right now, but we don't <laughs> have that right now. Wow, girl, welcome. Thank you so much. You know, I usually I usually uh, shorten the bio in the introductions, but I really want our audience to really own this conversation, to really connect with us through it. And I want them to know how tremendously uh, talented and uh, bright you guys are. So I wanted to really do that just to deliberately, you know, I do everything by intention, set the uh, atmosphere. So without further ado, let me roll out the red carpet for this guy, Mr. William <laughs> Lee Jr., William Lee Jr. is the founder of Lee's Press and Publishing Company, LLC, a full marketing and book publishing company in Charlotte, North Carolina. He also owns a trucking and logistics company and is part of a multitude of other businesses and sits on various executive boards. A young 33-year-old entrepreneur himself, talented and, listen, gifted. Mr. Lee's desire is to inspire and make an impact on the lives of others. William was asked to be a partner of Second Chance CDFI Bank, alongside founder, yours truly, Cherie Darian, because of his hard work, dedication, commitment, and his business acumen to serving others and making a difference. In 2011, William was nominated along with six additional great men for the Just For Him Affair and was blessed to be the recipient of the Hardest Working Man in Charlotte, North Carolina Award. William has since then dedicated his life to helping other entrepreneurs and executing business ideas. He has written a best-selling book entitled Breaking the Mold, Why Waste Talent, a book that sheds light on his upbringing, principles everyone can follow to over, overcome, excuse me, and how to use gifts and talents to create a successful business. William has been called with a purpose to help others avoid mistakes and live a life of value. He was the first in his family to attend college after dropping out in 2004. He has mentored and counseled youth in the community and spoke at various high schools and colleges. William's mission is to leave a godly legacy 
for his family for generations to come. Welcome, guys. You guys are fantastic. I love you both. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We're going to go for about an hour, um, but we're going to start this off. I'm actually going to recline in this seat and let Katrina and Will take it over. But I wanted to certainly uh, welcome you appropriately. And uh, today our topic is this new venture, Second Chance CDFI Bank. For those of you that don't know, CDFI stands for a Community Development Financial Institution. We're going to jump into the why and where we are and how you can be a part. With that being said, Katrina, Will, you guys take it away. Excellent. Thank you, Cherie. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, as Cherie said, with that beautiful bio and all the bad um, expansion of words, I like to say, makes us all sound good on paper. But I am just a little country girl from Tennessee who decided she was going to grow up and be the next Johnny Cochran. <laughs> but instead, I kind of evolved. Thank you, Lord. And I am a legal growth judge. So I help people build up their foundation and turn it into real profit. And I am blessed and lucky enough to get the privilege to work with Cherie and Will on this next big project that they have called Second Chance CDFI. So you guys, it's my turn. I get to ask you some great questions. Everybody wants to know, who are you, Cherie? Who are you? Tell me who you are. I know you're always asking us, but what does your bio look like? Tell me who you are. Wow. Listen, I'm a little country girl from the low country. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's who I am. Um, you know, I, I just met some neighbors. Obviously, everybody's still in this COVID-19 environment, <laughs> this pandemic. We're still at home, and I was driving um, by, and I saw one of my neighbors do, getting some work done to their house. And so she was outside and never met them. They've already been out here for 16, six years. And uh, I just stopped and said, hello. And as soon as I started talking, she said, you must not be from around here. I was like, yes, I am. Born and raised. I am a low country girl through and through. So like yourself, Katrina, I'm just a Southern girl. Uh, and um, I think there's an acronym called GRITS, Girls Raised in the South. That's Cherie. And so <laughs> obviously in banking. Um, and then obviously I got bit by the entrepreneur bug. Uh, and, and fell in love with this opportunity as well. But we'll deep dive into my why. Uh, it is certainly my purpose. But more than that, I am a mother of four beautiful children. And uh, actually, there's going to be four grandchildren by the end of this year. I have two now. Uh, obviously, yeah. the love of my life. But we'll have two uh, additions by the end of the year. And so I'll go from two to four grandchildren. And they are absolutely love of my eye. Beyond my dog, Connor. <laughs> so I'm human. I'm human. I'm human. Yeah. Thanks for asking, though. Yes, definitely. Thank you for sharing about who you are and a little bit about your background. We always want to get to know who these people are behind the brand, who they yeah. are behind the enterprises that are being built, and who are we selling into. So you already told us about Will. So I guess the biggest next question is, what is Second Chance CDFI? What is it that you guys have joined together to found and you want to tell us about today? Second Chance CDFI. Obviously, I'm a recovering corporate banker. And um, I took a leap of faith in 2014, September 26th to be exact, 2014. I was working uh, in the, fun the traditional uh, financial industry. 
and uh, actually was sparked by a documentary that was done by American Express, and it was actually narrated by Tyler Perry. The name of that documentary is called Spent, like you spent all your money, S-P-E-N-T. And it was talking about uh, underserved Americans and uh, predatory you know, loans and um, really robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so obviously I was in a role that I knew my potential was so much greater. I had so much capacity, bigger than the role in which I, I was in. And so what I did, um, I took a really bold step and I poured everything I had out of myself into my uh, assistant manager at the time and uh, passed the baton, like literally. And I left, I left banking. Uh, obviously I approached them at the time. I don't believe in burning bridges, but I went to my leadership and at uh, the bank at the time and told them what was really on my heart. And, and I just felt like anybody could have done the work that I was doing and that I was just called to do something else. And so I answered that call. And uh, when I tell you when I did, I, I, I listen, talk about excitement. I was completely excited with it. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll pause. I was going to share something else, but I, I think I'll save that one for later. <laughs> but but um, I jumped into that space and started a business on the corner of Main Street in my town, poured uh, about 12 grand into it just to get it off the ground. This is when around the time when I met William uh, mm. because he was a marketing guy. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, this is what I need for this new business, right? And so I, it, it was actually called Darien Coaching and Consulting. And so in my mind's eye, <clears throat> I knew I always had the nonprofit Second Chance, uh, Second Chance Community Outreach, but I really wasn't sure where I was going with this. All I knew is I wanted to make a difference. So I don't want to sound as if I had it all you know, ironed out. Like I knew exactly how this thing was going to go off. I did not. All I knew is I couldn't say no. I had to do it. Long story short, I uh, opened that business, uh, invested 12 grand to get it off the ground, had this mindset, okay, I'm going to serve my community, you know, those that are unbanked or underserved. And um, that's when the floodgates opened, if you will. And my mom, excuse me, was diagnosed with two forms of cancer out of the blue. I can't tell you when I ever remembered my mom even going to the doctor for anything, high blood pressure, anything. And here we are faced with um, not just an illness, but a terminal illness. And so in a matter of six weeks after transitioning and letting go of my security blanket, I'm talking about all the perks that comes with banking <laughs> and being a leader in banking. You're talking about freak you out. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I mean, the nice salary, the staff, everything gone. I couldn't go back. That door was closed. Um, and so now here I have this new business before I can literally get it off the ground. Someone even knows I'm open. Um, I get this uh, diagnosis from my mom. And uh, what do you do? Your daughter, Katrina, you're somebody's daughter, you're female. I only had one mom. Well, you got a mom. You're in your mom's house right now. What yeah. And so it became, okay, what are you going to do? You have to make that decision. And in that moment, I knew there was only one thing I could do. As quickly as I opened that business, I closed it. And I was mm -hmm. at my mother's side uh, for another six weeks. And she expired one week before Christmas. Same year. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It was crazy. In fact, I remember, well, you and I was speaking at one of the local schools here. And yeah. my mom was in 
she wasn't quite in hospice care yet, but she was still in the hospital in Charleston. We had gone through two different hospitals and ultimately hospice care before she passed. But I'm a real person with a real story. And even though this is an, uh, an amazing opportunity, I had, we've worked through a lot of hard times and, you know, to get to where we are today. Um, but I do it again. Readily, I would quickly do it again. So second chance CDFI was birthed because I was frustrated because my hands was tied when I was in banking running the show. You know, you, there's a marquee outside of any business with that business name. But I'll tell you, I'm from that small community and nobody cared what the bank's name is. They just wanted to know where the manager was. And so mm, everybody yeah. came looking to me. And so when my hands were tied and I couldn't help my neighbors, some of my best customers, when the rug was pulled from underneath them, um, I literally, it was like paparazzi. I wouldn't even go to the grocery store in my town. I would travel to the next state, <laughs> Georgia. Wow. That's how serious it was. And so I would travel uh, just, just to try to avoid it because I knew there was nothing I could do. But after I saw that documentary, something just woke up in me and said, oh my God, I, I don't consider myself a rebel, but if there was any amount of disobedience in me at that time, that was it. But it was just like a, a holy rough, like I could not be still. I knew I had to do something. So it became, how do we provide access to capital to the people that need it most? And um, yeah. now the rest is history. I love this space that we're in. I love being able to see the impact uh, in people's lives, people that look like you, me, and Will. Uh, so really minority is our focus and we'll jump into that. Um, but when we get to talking about that, I get excited. So my voice will probably elevate, but that's how it really launched. And then obviously well, that, that Go ahead. It clearly shows it's your passion. It shows that this is something that birthed within you during one of the hardest times. And that's usually the way it is. I know I can uh, resonate with that type of story because God delivered to me to move my business and start my business at one of the most difficult points of my life. So yeah. I completely understand how, you know, you will face those roads, those crossroads of vision. Yeah. And you're like, what do I do? God, you've told me to do these things, but where do I go from here? And this is a big undertaking. A black owned bank is something that will change lives forever. So to be able to say, I'm going to start this, I'm going to jump into this. That's phenomenal. It's like recreating the black wall street all over again. Right. I know it's what's me. It was the inspiration behind it. It was your passion, your story behind it for you. Will how, how does a second chance CDFI tie in for you? How did you come into it? Well, um, that's a great question. I actually met Cherie probably about six or seven years ago, just like when she had started her business, she had reached out to me or someone referred her to me and and then perhaps she and I connected and then she was telling me what she was doing and so forth. And then she also heard that I speak, uh, that I was speaking at colleges and stuff. And I'll never forget it though. She, uh, she said, give me some time. I'll call you right back. And then she made... She made one phone call to college, and the college calls me to uh, to come speak at their their uh, their campus to their students. And so, literally, we uh, we still the deal that same exact day. And then, as when Sheree told me she was the commissioner of the college over there, and I was just like, "Wow!" 
All right, for her to make that one phone call, for them to call me and still to deal within probably 45 minutes, right? And then, and, and then next thing you know, I'm traveling. They, uh, they booked me to come speak. I travel there. And then um, I speak at a, a college. Then I speak at a high school. And then right after uh, my last speaking engagement, me and Cherie went out to dinner. And that's how we actually connected. And then she told me she uh, she told me what she was planning, what she was working on, with bringing this out, and I'll just let her know uh, how I can be able to help. I wouldn't ask him for anything. I I just I just wanted to literally help her, and I uh, putting the board together is what I started out doing. I started creating the logo, the media kit, and stuff like that. Just trying to put some stuff together to kind of help her get it off the ground. And so forth. So I actually been connected to this thing for about six or seven years now. And That's at funny. the end of 2018, uh, this was like this was two or three days before the new year hit. Uh, Cherie gives me a call and said, uh, "She's I want to bless you." She uh, she said, "God told me to do this," and then she said, "I want to make you a partner." And and um, what did she say? She said, uh, this is your present or your gift before the new year hits. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, thank you. And this was at the time because I had a trucking company as well. And I was spending like six months like on the phone, emailing and stuff, trying to raise capital, right? <laughs> uh, just to sustain my trucking company. And Cherie gives me a call about this. And I was like, look at God. I'm trying to raise my own capital for my trucking company, but he gives me an amazing opportunity to be able to start a bank. And that way I'll have to ask for capital anymore like that in the future. So I was just grateful. And that's how it all started. Yeah. That is how it all started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I mean, like I said, it automatically just pours through the both of you, the vision, the purpose, the real drive and passion behind this thing of starting this Second Chance CDFI Bank because it's needed. It's something that we all need. And anyone that can see the strong need of this will certainly want to sow into it. So I know you guys touched on it a little bit, but I want you to elaborate some. What is the true mission and the vision for Second Chance CDFI? What is it that you are really trying to encompass with starting this Black-owned bank? Well, obviously it's access to capital, but for me, it's really having uh, minorities having uh, the resources that they need to have a sustainable quality of life. Mm -hmm. It's not, most people think bank, they think money. Resources so much more than money. And I always say our motto, our tagline is redefining capital and taking the risk out of lending. And I was just inspired one day to create that. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of catchy. And when I say it, especially in this space, people raise their eyebrows like, what do you mean? How do you redefine capital and take the risk out of lending? Well, what is capital? Most people, again, think dinero. They're thinking money. Um, money. But the most important form of capital is not money. It's people. We're in yeah. a pandemic right now. These businesses that should have a contingency fund, should have a reserve. We're worrying about people can't, uh, you know, are living paycheck to paycheck Friday to Friday or two weeks or whatever it is. But these businesses almost went belly up in a matter of what? Less than 30 days? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, we just had a, what was it, $2.2 trillion uh, stimulus that was just released. You know, so this environment, environment right now where people might be spazzing out, I'm so excited because we have been working on this thing behind the scenes and under the radar for the last six to seven years. I never knew there was such thing as a COVID-19 that would get on the horizon. So for right. me, yeah. So for me, it's like, uh, how do we create opportunities for minorities, especially? And when I say minorities, obviously we're African-American, but I'm also a woman, you know? So those are the people that I'm advocating for. Um, those that need it most, those that have been uh, been on the bottom for so long. So how do we get to the bottom of that and really give them a hand up, not a hand out? Because I am a person that believes in accountability. And yes. so no, this is not a sexy excuse, you know, to be able to get over. But um, this the business model is absolutely remarkable. And for me, I feel like Steve Jobs, For you, know, once you've been turned on to something it seems like a no-brainer and then mm. you start wondering why no one else is doing this you know <laughs> it seems so simple and i promise you to me it seems really really simple but again at the root of the whole thing is one of the things and i, I want to bring some statistics in this but the sba small business administration has been reporting for years that most businesses fail within the first five years well, yeah. we can throw numbers all day long, okay? COVID-19, we saw where it, it started, where there was nobody in the U.S. that had the, the uh, virus. Then one person had the virus. All it takes is one, right? Every fire starts with a spark. Likewise, how, but then the numbers rapidly started changing. And before you know it, we're looking at almost a million people who now have been tested. You know, it's crazy. But those numbers expand. So for the sake of the people that will hear this and will watch this and they want to know the numbers, well, why do we keep, I want you to think. I believe if you ask a better question, you'll get a better answer. And mm -hmm. so just don't receive information just because it's information, but really ask questions of that data. And my very analytical mind said, okay, why do we keep reporting that, um, businesses fail. So many businesses fail within the first five years. And then we go into cash flow and then, oh God, I'll get on my soapbox. I don't want to bore you guys with all of that, but it's true. But what are we doing to provide a solution? And William, and I love that word. We don't want to just keep throwing mud on the wall. We certainly don't want to keep putting money in something that's going to fail. Why are they failing? When you ask a better question, you get a better answer. And so I started doing some homework on why businesses fail. And we, we figured that out. So to maintain our proprietary information, obviously I'm not going to divulge that information on here for someone <laughs> else to hijack, but we, we just took a deeper dive into that. And it was an absolute no brainer, but because traditionally banks have been operating the way they have for so long that they get stuck. And I understand how to become jaded with doing things the way it's always been done. Nobody wants to change it, so forth and mm -hmm. so on. But guess what? Then a COVID-19 comes on and then you got to recreate or create a new normal. And so it's just a perfect time for us right now to be able to do that. And I, I found uh, something from that, that video. Here's some facts, quick facts about the financially underserved. And these are 
um, some older numbers, but just think about this. This is me when I really got into launching this. This is the information that I had because you were asking me why, like, what is this about? Hear the truth to it. Nearly 70 million Americans are underserved by traditional financial services. This was a 2011 FDIC survey. The average lower to medium income unbanked person spends nearly $40,000 a year on unnecessary fees in their lifetime. 40 grand, just in fees. That's another one. This is banking on wealth. In 2012, financially underserved Americans spent $89 billion in fees and interest alone, an 8% increase from the previous year. Almost half of all U.S. households report that they could not come up with two grand, $2,000 in case of an emergency. That's probably even less now. We're in the midst of COVID-19. 25% of children in the U.S. reside in financially underbanked households. Again, FDIC. And then finally, 93% of branch closings in the past five years occurred in low-income neighborhoods. Yes. Would you, you guys agree that we're on Zoom right now? That we're <laughs> the world went online? So these brick-and-mortar banks, are guess, guess what? They're going to continue to close. Yes, they and are. So, yeah, so how do we get it sooner, quicker, faster? You connect with the CDFI. You connect with Second Chance CDFI Bank. I can go on and on. <laughs> it is in my veins. So I don't want to bore you with too much data. I, no, but the why, the why is like, why do we need to do this? Too many people have been on the bottom for too long. And I believe those that are serious about their future, according to Will's uh, bio, their legacy, um, those are the people we want to work with. Those that are ready, we're going to help them get ready. Right. Definitely. It sounds like Second Chance CDFI is meant to help the little people, the people that often get, as you said, underserved. And we see it all the time. I know I'm here in Indianapolis, and we have tons of banks that have closed on, like, the east side of town or the lower south side of town, some of the wow. um, lower areas, lower income areas. Definitely. You see it all the time. So those are things where for business owners, when you're trying to go to a bank and the people, one, don't look like you, two, mm -hmm. they don't speak like mm -hmm. you, they don't understand what you're talking about. They may not have, you don't may, may not have the accolades that they think you should have to even be able to operate a business. You go in there with this presumption already. They don't right. want to fund you. So no matter if you look good on paper, they still will have a bias against you. So to be able to walk into a bank or to be able to correspond with a business like Second Chance CDFI, your solution is basically we're helping those people that get overlooked. And that is why you really want to consider going into something like that. Why not invest in your future and in your legacy, as Will has said, and move forward? So you kind of answered my question of what sets you apart and who you serve. So what kind of products or services are you looking to provide to your clients, to your customer base? What is your customer base? Well, if you think about a bank, uh, at least in the old days when it really just got started, it was really savings and loans, right? So yeah. we're similar, yet we're different. There's lending and there's deposits. We're starting with lending. 
because again, my biggest goal is sustainability. Uh, and so small business is where we're starting with minorities. We're gonna start there. And obviously the target audience is small business owners. Most people, when they get started in business, looks for other consumers that they can sell a product to. We're different because our target audience are small business owners. And so they are, uh, instead of giving them a new gadget, we're helping them with their business so that a business can obviously uh, launch, start, grow, and scale. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a path. There's a clear path. Yeah. Sustainability. They're not just coming to get money from you guys. They're coming to figure out how to make that money grow and how to build an enterprise and a legacy within their own business. Because it starts with a foundation. I always teach my clients, you know, build a good business plan, have a solid business plan, and then take that to the bank. And then you can talk about getting your money for any type of capital to move forward. But still, you need to know how to utilize that plan to make that money grow for you as you move forward. And oftentimes, right. people don't have the training or any of the guidance to do so. So being able to go to a community exactly. organization, a bank such as this, that is going to walk you through the steps, whereas if you need branding information or marketing help, as Will had mentioned, if you need assistance with, on the legal side for reviewing contracts, that's something that I do. And as yeah. Sharice said, moving forward to expand your finances for your business. Those are all pieces of guidance that you can obtain from Second Chance just by going and being a customer. So that's a beautiful thing as a small business owner. It's a one-stop shop, as we had talked about before. Uh, Will, is there anything you want to add to that portion? Uh, oh, yeah. I was just, I was just going to say small businesses, really, it's not just the money part. It's actually the knowledge part of business and knowing how balance sheets work and profit and loss sheets work and just being able to have those particular documents in place and having an accounting um, um, just being able to have somebody uh, to be able to do their accounting and their books and look over everything from goods and services and stuff like that. And so to me, they can get all the funding that they need, but do they know how to break it down into to different bite-sized pieces and say, okay, I have a budget. All right. I need to have fifteen thousand dollars here. I would need to have an extra. I would need to have an extra five thousand dollars for this, and then some extra money for this. So it's kind of like breaking it down. Let's say a small business goes to get twenty five thousand dollars, and if they don't know what to do with that money, they're gonna be out of that money uh, probably in three months because they don't know how to manage it. They don't know exactly. how to break it down to be able to play the, uh, to be able to pay their staff. They're probably overpaying and different things like that. And so uh, for our target audience uh, with the business model and revenue model we have, that we have something that can definitely sustain. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because that is also very true. If you don't know how to maintain, which as Sheree said, in this current era of pandemic, we are seeing that live and in action. Oh, Multi-million yeah. dollar companies are running into this situation because they are overpaying, overspending not yeah. budgeting. They weren't prepared for a crisis situation. Right. So right. of course, the little business owner, if they're not prepared, of course, they're going to go belly up in less yeah. than 30 days. Mm -hmm. That's why we have all of this um, economic relief money and all this other money people are trying to get for their business to sustain 
and then they're still stuck. So why not have a layout plan? Right. To know they get excited when they get that amount of money, and then they end up running out of it because the excitement overrides the knowledge. Or yes. knowledge needs to override the excitement. And yes. stay there, though. Well, Katrina, you, in your in your bio, it, there's a lot of focus on being very strategic too. Right. Yeah. And that's what a lot of business owners lack. Like they don't have the the business um, sophistication or business acumen. They don't have that. You think about let's say Auntie Joe. She knows how to bake some pies. Well, let's say Auntie. <laughs> let's say Patty. You know, because yes. <laughs> Patty can bake some bad pies, but how do I price this appropriately? How do I make sure yes. that my cash flow is operating? That right. is above people. That is why businesses are failing. Right. Because yeah. when it comes to those type issues, they don't know. I can tell you in full transparency, half of the bankers don't know. Mm. I believe wow. it. They don't. I didn't have, I didn't come from that. Now, now granted, I will um, pop my collar a little bit and say um, one of my strong, strongest subjects was economics in high school. But at, even at the time, I didn't recognize it. I just knew I like, I enjoyed math and English. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I didn't know that I had that talent. And, mm -hmm. but most bankers that we don't get that type of training. You know, you can have, I mean, somebody with a huge title and it sounds good, but if they don't know how to, unpack all those numbers and, and really cost things appropriately. And you were speaking earlier about the business plan. That is so intimidating to the average yes, business owner. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're really yeah. tell the truth, that is scary stuff. Like, mm -hmm. and I believe um, with this, even with this stimulus package that went out, I can almost guarantee you, I would guarantee you they weren't ready as far as having their documents in place to actually fill the application oh, no. application alone was like <laughs> a panic attack because they're like, Oh God, what do I do? They don't have some of those things in place, like profit and loss sheets. Profit and loss sheets. Exactly. Balance exactly. sheets and stuff. Those. Some people no, don't even know what the nine, uh, number eight is. So yeah, those are things that, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Those are things that I walk through with my clients. I teach you what that does is. And we yeah. break down the business plan. So that's why you need people that you can be connected to. And the easier it is to find them, because it can be hard to find those people. Um, I talked to a client this weekend and she was like, you know, it's, it's intimidating to try to go get help for your business because you don't trust everybody. Right. You need to have somebody you can trust. So if you go to the bank, you're already entrusting them that they could give you this money and then they're going to help you do something with it that's going to grow it. Yeah. That's phenomenal in itself. So we grow talked about sustain. that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said grow and sustain. With that being said, let me yeah. just pause for a quick break. I want to remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. This is Courageous Conversations with Cherie. Today I'm on with William Lee Jr. and Ms. Katrina Simmons, and we're talking about a brand new venture here just at the right time, Second Chance CDFI Bank. And uh, we're here to serve the underserved and provide not just the access to capital, this is so much more than that, but the financial literacy is so needed as well. So we're going to pause just for a quick break and then we'll be right back with you. Now, 
you have a chance to support both Savannah Independent Artists and WRUU during this shelter-in-place order to stop the spread of COVID-19. Creatives in Need is a group of independent artists hosted by the Roots Up Gallery, which is collaborating with WRUU during this shelter-in-place to offer an online art gallery at www.rootsupgallery.com. For every work of art sold at this online gallery, the artists receive 80% from the sales and 20% goes to WRUU and its programs like Art on the Air. Interested listeners can go to www.rootsupgallery.com to start shopping today. How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers remember your message as well. We are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at wruu.org. And we're back. You're listening to Courageous Conversations with Sheree. And uh, Katrina, I think you were just about to ask a question. Go ahead. Yes, I was going to ask now, we've talked a lot about the foundation of Second Chance and where we are with it. Um, So now is, I want to get more into development of Second Chance. When will they be able to see it? What, where are we? What is the current stage of development for Second Chance right now? So we'll take it away. Okay, so I mean, right now we are in the process of seeking investors and legacy partnerships. We are still building this thing out. And so we are interested and responsible investors, people that we can work well together. Also, that can see the vision as well, because this is massive. This is a huge opportunity. There is nothing like this in the marketplace. And so that right there piques some interest to some investors with reaching out to us and trying to get on board. And we already have a developed board right now of eight members. I'm pretty sure investors would probably want to sit on their board as well. But right now we're just putting everything together, finalizing our plans, and then reaching out to investors to join the board. So you had mentioned um, you already have your board together. So Mm -hmm. you're seeking investors. To the average person who doesn't know if they would qualify as an investor or what an investor is, what does your investor profile per se look like? What, who are you looking for? What type of people? Um, investors could be like VC, uh, which are venture capitalists. They could be private investors. They can be a community of investors as well. Just people that see the vision and realize it and see that there's a need. And we also have a solution for that particular need as well that can grow and sustain these small businesses. People that can see the vision, it can come on board, and we can just work well together and be able to bring this thing into the marketplace. We do want to start in certain areas. There's three areas, which is South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. And then after that, our plans is to have this thing go global. So that's what we'll be working on right now because we want to think strategically and we want to think globally. That's what we're looking for right now. We're looking for talented people with intelligence, with talent, with integrity, and that can be reliable, and that can come on and see this thing happen. Sounds like you have a good good profile of that investor that you're looking for. 
so with regard uh, again to the investor, so let's say that um, if an average Joe is interested in this type of endeavor and they're like, I really would like to take part in this, I would kind of want to sew into this. Is there any minimum amount or is it open for all people to think about becoming an investor in Second Chance CDFI? Uh, so that is a great question. You want to take that away, Sherry? I will. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Absolutely. Um, well, it's a couple of things that I really want to clarify. Number one, we are the, one of the first things that we need to do is build a track record of lending. So the initial, if anyone's listening and wondering, okay, where does an investment go? Well, in order to get this thing off the ground uh, and truly become a certified community development financial institution, we have to have a track record of lending, which means we need to pilot our, um, our revenue model, meaning for the loans. And so the first thing, our goal is to fund five uh, businesses, minority-owned businesses, and uh, that's with some of the seed funding, obviously. The minimum investment is a mere 5,000, but in order to get this thing started, we're really looking at 50 million. Uh, and actually, it's actually more than that. We're in the first round, we're looking at 450. So we have a lending platform. We obviously have staff, um, everything that comes with this business, but then we also have the clearinghouse of small business experts as well. So seed funders are the first ones, minimum of 5K, but for the more serious ones, obviously we need to have a conversation, a deep dive, exactly what that looks like. And then as far as stock options, et cetera, you know, we have that developed as well. So we can get into the weeds once we know who we're talking with and what they're interested in. I like to say what their appetite is. Yes. And we don't all like to eat the same thing all the time. So it just depends on that person. But we're serious. We're ready to go. And it's really just a matter of time. Right now, everything's shifting. Now we got to sort through who we do want to work with and who we don't. But yeah. it's true because yeah, so you can't I mean you can't just work with everybody they might have the money but it doesn't mean that that person is a great fit for your organization yeah that's correct you have to have that discernment and I think you guys do definitely just based in conversations um, with myself and you all definitely yeah. have that discernment when it comes to making that decision of who is really for this vision who is really with your morale for your company and that's Absolutely. an important thing Right. Now, Sheree, you mentioned a couple of things that I was going to ask you next, which was uh, what will the investors gain from this partnership? You had mentioned stock options and things of that nature, but a little bit deeper. What do you feel a person coming on board investing in this? What is the real heart piece that they're going to walk away with by coming on board? Piece, the real centerpiece that an investor would come away with by coming on board? The impact, the true impact that they're making in other people's lives. I mean, when you can change the trajectory, if you change the mom, you got the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. it's for generations that, that the impact will be felt. And so that's what we're looking to do. I don't even think you can really describe what that's like to be able to do that, to be able to uplift an entire generation. Listen, I know I'm biased in this, but I just know that we're in the right space at the right time to make this happen. Then I was going to add as well, too, that we have found a need. There's a huge problem in the marketplace with a big market that's tied to it. And we have crafted a big solution that can generate big returns, too. 
And there's some social good in it as well. I mean, the investor getting a return on their money, but also knowing that they have impacted small businesses and made a change. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Will. We, we always say that. In fact, that's a part of our executive summary. In addition to this, the ROI that most investors look for, it is the social impact and social good. So, and, and we have actually structured this thing without giving too much away twofold. We have the nonprofit umbrella, if you will, and then obviously the for-profit um, mm-hmm. bank as well. So it's, it's just phenomenal. And I get so excited when we have an opportunity to actually share mm-hmm. it with those that are serious about it. But we understand it's not for everyone. I believe what you're looking for is also looking for you. And so this is obviously going to help us achieve that. And so thank yeah. you for certainly interviewing us today. And uh, we're going to take this and share it with the world so that we can get this thing off the ground. Yes, definitely. And thank you guys for allowing me to, like I said, come on board and do this with you and to join in on your vision and mission for starting Second Chance CDFI because this is a once in a lifetime type of chance and to (laughs) get the opportunity to take part in making history is phenomenal. Um, I was going to ask my, one of my last questions was going to be, why should we partner? Why sh- should people choose? But you guys have kind of already answered that. <laughs> You're the yeah, biggest thing yeah. is impact speaking to people. Yeah, I think investors and people want to be part of something that can be part of history and something that is revolutionary as well, though. So it's not about just a return on investment, but being a part of that history for years to come. Something that their grandchildren can look at and be able to see that they were a part of and how they were able to change the economy of small businesses. So that's very impactful within itself. Uh, just knowing your grandkids look up at a picture one day and say, hey, my grandfather or my grandmother was a part of, you know, the way things are today with small businesses years down the line. And I think that's something that's very impactful. Yeah, I would just add to that. The environment is just prime. Like it's just absolutely prime right now. It is an absolute no brainer. Why wouldn't someone get involved in this now? And then finally, the name. I'm surprised you didn't ask why why the name Second Chance. But if we are all (laughs) honest, I think we have all needed second chance sometime in our own lives. Right. And I think it's something that resonates with everyone and on a global level. Anyone everywhere can identify with the second chance. We need yeah. second chances every day. I always say when you wake up the next day, that's another day for a new chance. That's your second chance. Start over. Yes. You're getting small business owners, especially now that second chance that they are so desperately needing and going to be seeking. For Lord knows how much longer it could occur. You know, because this is not just a short-term thing. This is creating things that will be domino effects for years from now. To have Second Chance come in to help provide the solution, help provide the impact that these people are needing, that we all are needing, it is utterly irreplaceable in your spirit to be able to do something like that. I know for me, it was a no-brainer when talking with Will we didn't even meet to discuss anything about this. We met, we met to discuss about his business. And just yeah. from hearing oh, wow. what he was doing, I was immediately intrigued to be like, I want in on this. I want to be a part of this. Um, I don't even know what it is or why. know nothing about banking, but I want into this. Because all I could hear was, this is the beginning of the new Black Wall Street. We are recreating wealth in the Black community, in the color community, in the minority community. We're giving people a second chance. So how is it that people can come on board 
and actually become an investor, found out more about Second Chance and to be able to contact you guys to move forward and get that fire going like I have. How can they get involved? Well, first of all, well, I, I will jump in, let, let ladies go first, and then I'll let you tie it up with a bow. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, that energy that you just shared, that love, like we didn't have to sell it. Those, you are the epitome of the type of person, investor that we want to connect with, that we're not forcing this. We're not even trying to sell it. We're just sharing. And if it resonates so deeply with you where you just like are lit up and you just want to be a part, that's exactly who we want to be talking to. Okay. We're not trying yeah. to force this or convince anyone. The handwriting is on the wall. It is in the air. This is the environment that we're in. And, and, and I want to say, this is for anyone that ever sees this. You can be in Alaska. You can be in the UK. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be a part of what we're doing because again, this is global. And um, yeah, no, so I think that's just terrific. You, the energy you just brought, Katrina, is exactly the type of people that I love working with. And that's who I would say, listen, reach out so that we can deep dive a little bit further into this um, business model, because it is certainly a game changer. We're so excited. I am so privileged. And I've told Will, look, if even if I left here today and went home to heaven, I've passed that baton to him. So he has to continue to carry it. <laughs> So I got yeah. you on here too and the rest of the team, but um, it's just phenomenal. You know, I'm in a space right now where I'm creating this again for my, my grandchildren. You know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children, his children's children. So this is not for me to wear red bottoms and all these other things. It really isn't. <laughs> this is not even about that. This is about impacting other people's lives that's why i jump out of bed every single day so please i want to be clear this is not for me to become a multi-millionaire that's not why i'm doing this i seriously in my heart of hearts am living i've thrown my entire life at this and uh and i'm not going to give up now so it's just a matter of time awesome will you want to close it up with a bow <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say uh, for them to reach out to us, they can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn, which is William Lee Jr. They can reach out to me on Facebook, which is William Lee. They can uh, they can find me on Instagram, which is Business Mogul WL. So Business Mogul WL on Instagram, and just I mean just simply reach out to us. Email my personal email. They can reach out to me at different mindset at gmail .com. So definitely reach out to us. This is a no brainer this is something that is not in the marketplace this is something that is that's really a game changer and Sheree thank you again for this opportunity for entrusting me and bringing me a part of this and Katrina I welcome you as well again thank you for joining us this is definitely something that's revolutionary and what I always tell people is opportunities don't go away they always go to the next person one quick question about how cool. do they get in more information about second chance is our website email second chance on social at this time how would they get more info and to contact you guys through the actual second chance platform uh yeah they can uh they can look up second chance city fi bank on facebook they can look it up on instagram and twitter and also on linkedin and then we have uh, we have a brochure. We have our executive board bios. It's ready for them. As far as uh, you know, pertinent information, proprietary information. I'm sorry, 
that is something that we can send to them as well, but we want to have a discussion with them, kind of see what their background is, know what they're doing, and then we can have all paperwork, uh, have that in place, and then send over the information to them. Uh, but certainly we are looking for the right people uh, because this is something that's massive and a huge undertaking. And so we're looking for the right person to be able to come on board. I'm sorry, I didn't give you my uh, contact information, but they can certainly reach me at info at com, And my business line is 843-580-1588. We'll put that number up as well, along with the video. And certainly they can reach out to us directly. You know, we're humans too. And, and that's how I prefer to yeah. do business. It's one-on-one -on -one as well. So they can contact us directly. Awesome. And for those that don't have my social, I can be reached at Gifted Minds LLC, both on Facebook and on uh, Instagram. It's also at Special K7714. And then on LinkedIn, it is Katrina Lachey MLS and GiftedMindsLLC.com. So that's just another way that if you want to reach out, you want to join in, you want to actually jump into the investment features, contact any of the three of us. We can certainly help you move forward and to help you join sure. in if you feel like this is something that's just as much of a fire to your spirit as it is to ours. I know I'm excited. Yeah. So <laughs> that excitement automatically comes through <laughs> when I'm speaking about it just as much as it does with Shereen Will. So we would love to yeah. have you come on board and speak with us and see if this is something that you too want to invest in yourself. So Sheree, I am done with all of my questions. You guys have been great as far as my interview leaves. I appreciate it. You've done fantastic. Thank no you problem. so much. Yeah, yeah, you did a great job. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're most welcome. And that's been another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your host, Sheree Darien. I want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in a preceding program are not necessarily those of WRUU its license holder or its staff.